Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Monica Sterling, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. And we start with Monica first for this edition. Monica, over to you. Thanks, Peter. On June 9th, the Federal Circuit affirmed the Civilian Board of Contract Appeals decision denying a pandemic-related claim in Pernick's Circa Joint Venture v. Secretary of State. The Pernick's case involved a firm fixed-price construction contract in Sierra Leone that was impacted by, not COVID, this is the Ebola outbreak several months into the project. As the outbreak progressed, the State Department declined to provide direction or issue a suspension of work order. Instead, it advised Pernix to make its own business decisions regarding performance and employee safety. Pernix, for its part, chose to demobilize its workforce and later remobilize with the addition of its own on-site medical facility and services. These things cost money. Pernix then submitted a claim for the increased medical safety demob and remob costs. The State Department granted an adjustment to the schedule for the Ebola-related delays under the contract's excusable delay clause, but it denied Pernix's monetary claim. At the board, Pernix argued that the Ebola outbreak resulted in a cardinal change, a constructive change, and or a constructive suspension of work. The board rejected each argument. First, the board held that a cardinal change cannot occur when the work required by the contract is unchanged. Relevant here, the board found that the additional medical and safety precautions didn't change the fundamental construction work required under the contract. Second, the board held there was no constructive change in the absence of direction from the government and noted that the government permitted Pernix additional time to perform. Third, the board dismissed Pernix's constructive suspension of work argument because it had not been presented to the contracting officer in Pernix's certified claim. Obviously an important decision to keep in mind in light of COVID-related impacts and potential cost recovery. Perfect. Thank you so much, Monica. So now we're going to turn to a really interesting GAO decision uh, involving release of uh, incumbent pricing information. So let's dive in. On May 21st, GAO sustained in part and denied in part a protest over the Defense Information System Agency, or DISA's, inadvertent release of the contractor's incumbent pricing information. So here's the context in the background. On September 21st of 2020, DISA issued a pre-solicitation announcement for a follow-on contract. The pre-solicitation announcement included a draft solicitation, which in turn included an Excel workbook for offerers use in calculating their fixed price for commercial satellite services, including pricing for a variety of other ancillary services. Under the assumption and methodologies tab of the workbook, it provided DIS's method for preparing the independent government cost estimate. That part of the workbook also included the incumbent contractor's pricing information. The contractor notified DISA of the release of its detailed pricing information the morning after DISA issued the draft solicitation, but DISA took no steps to restrict the distribution of the pricing other than removing the draft solicitation from the government's portal. During the protest, GAO found that the released non-commercial pricing information was comprehensive and representative of the contractor's current pricing. GAO further concluded that DISA failed to adequately mitigate the competitive harm caused by the accidental release of pricing by only making minor changes to contract line items in the final solicitation. Because of the competitive harm caused by the disclosure of the contractor's detailed 
and recent non-commercial pricing, GAO recommended that DISA either cancel the solicitation or substantially revise it to mitigate the harm resulting from the disclosure. So a really interesting decision and lots of lessons to be learned when contractors are, are facing this type of inadvertent disclosure situation and how you react, how you communicate with the agency, and of course, uh, working with the agency to mitigate the, the harm. So lots of interesting lessons there. And we'll turn it back to Monica for one final item. Monica, over to you. Thanks, Peter. So closing the loop on some rulemaking, uh, on June 10th, the FAR Council issued a final rule amending, you guessed it, the FAR, to implement Section 826 of the NDAA for fiscal year 2020, which raises the threshold for fair opportunity on orders under multiple award contracts. This final rule increases the threshold at FAR 16.505 from $3,500 to $10,000, which is the current micro-purchase threshold. Perfect. And we will close it out on that note. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807. And Monica can be reached at 202-624-2549. Thanks for joining us. The Fastest Five Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mooring LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. Podcast.